What's up, ladies and gentlemen? It is Wednesday, March 16th. It is the start of the 2022 beach volleyball season. And today we have a very special guest, a warrior on the beach himself on the AVP tour, a warrior on YouTube as well as him and his brother, the most loved duo in volleyball YouTube, the basically the biggest thing in volleyball beard uh, YouTube, the beard bros. Today we have the one, the only, the former USC Trojan, Mr. Madison McKibben. Madison, how's it going, dude? The beard looks glorious. Thank you thank for jo- you, thank, thank, thank you, you for joining sir. me today. Everett, it's been too long. It, it, it has been too long. It's been too long. Thank you for having me. Sorry, I'm sorry the other guy couldn't join me. Hey, well, I mean, he's he's doing some important things right now in Dallas with with yeah. the AU Pro League. Uh, they mm-hmm. got kicked off yesterday. I or no, they get kicked off tonight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they they get they get kicked off tonight. You can check out that first match on YouTube. Um, yeah, he's down there. Is he doing some content creation or is he more in the the the, the support uh, dad role as his wife he, Carly Lloyd is is uh, on the court plan? He is in the official dad role, and um, I, I don't think he's working with Athletes Unlimited uh, specifically. I think they got a lot of that media kind of covered, um, but I know that he is planning, and we're kind of talking about creating some content around Athletes Unlimited because it is, you know, I, it's just unique in a lot of different ways. And so it was funny. We, we just got off a call er, earlier today kind of figuring out, um, you know, what sort of videos, you know, he can create while he's out there. Yeah. Yeah. That's I'm, I'm excited to see anything to, to, to come from from you guys. It must be fun to kind of have that, that change because I've seen, you know, Carly has been around a lot at beach turns with you guys, you know, being your support staff. And now that those roles are flipped and now Riley's the support staff, uh, for, for Carly on the court. Yeah, no, I think it's, uh, I think it's awesome. You know, Carly, they, Riley and Carly have a daughter, Storm. She's uh, um, 10 months as of six days ago. I got that right. Nice. 10 months old. And so, yeah, you know, Carly's made a tremendous bounce back. Um, she's looking incredibly well. I like Riley, Riley, Storm, and Carly would always go and get extra reps at Vibe and El Segundo. And, they kind of have this whole routine of, uh, you know, taking storm there, then putting her in the baby carriage and Riley can toss at that point. So no, Carly's looking great. I'm excited to see her get back out there. I know she's really excited to be out there. And, uh, yeah, I think she plays at 3 PM today, uh, Pacific time. And so I'm interested. And I guess the people who are listening to athletes unlimited, um, uh, I mean, it's an indoor women's professional volleyball leagues running for six weeks. The format is a little bit different where each week, you know, the, the top teams or, or sorry, the top players get to pick their teams, which is a kind of a ruthless uh, and I guess entertaining uh, sort of format and players gain points by their point scoring. Yeah, I, they I they, exactly they have an extensive point scoring system with pluses and minuses, you know, literally for every time you touch the ball. Um, I, I agree. It's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting concept. It's fun. Um, we, we discussed it a little bit on uh, one of my other shows last night. They called the nine by nine as, as it was getting kicked off uh, last, you know, it's funny because I feel like last year at this time I was, you know, we were in the dead of COVID locked. We had the longest lockdown in the world here in Toronto. That's actually a fact. Uh, 
And my winter time was punctuated by watching two things. One of them was Athletes Unlimited, and the other one uh, was you and Riley on The Amazing Race, which was the, the first time I had ever watched The Amazing Race. And <laughs> and and it was a blast. Um, <laughs> Thanks, man. It, 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 we, we, we can talk about that, that in a little bit, but uh, real quick on like the Athletes Unlimited front, what do you think of, of the format? What do you think of their, you know, their different approach to sport? You know, I think, it, I mean, there's a lot of different aspects to it. I think, you know, having a truncated season, you know, six weeks, I think is a great way to start a league as we saw, you know, India do just last month. And that I think changed ownership from, the previous year to this year. And I think they had relatively good success. And so I think, you know, having a truncated season to start off a professional league in the U S is great. Um, you know, I think that the, uh, the point scoring system is, I, I don't, I haven't looked into it, so I, I don't know that much. Um, but I, I, it is kind of like, uh, I, I don't want to say ruthless, but it, like I said, entertaining for like, you know, these, you know, whoever's picked as team captain, like, I guess you're in control of who you get to pick, but like you're friends with people and like feelings could get hurt. And like, I, I think there's just so much emotion. I don't know how they, they cope with that and deal with that. And also, you know, I know there's bonuses based upon how score the scoring goes. So it's like, you know, I, I know you win points if you win matches, but you also win points if you get a lot of kills. So it's like, I, I it's mean, like, for me, if I was like a stud opposite, and there was an, I'm going up against another stud opposite. I would pick them with my first pick and bury them in the bench, right? And then a like you're you're taking out one of your biggest threats, both like in 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 matches and in, in points and like that. Like I don't know if that type of mentality is in on them, but that's hundred percent something something that I would do. Just like ruthlessly bury someone on the bench so they can't catch. Yeah, it. like I said, I, we, we, Ryan and I were just talking about this and like, I think we were going to, you know, make a video kind of explaining athletes unlimited, the sport, the, uh, the points, but also like what your strategy would be if you went into this, you know, like you said, would you bury another player <laughs> which is ruthless? <laughs> um, but you know, I, uh, it's, uh, you know, it's interesting. It's also like, you know, who, you know, what, what sort of player do you want to be? Are, are you going to try and, you know, be a good teammate and, you know, try and win matches. And I don't know how many points you get, or do you want to be that person's like set me every single ball? You know, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to watch today and see how it all plays out. Yeah. It, it's definitely interesting. As I said, I, I watched quite a bit last season. It, it was fun. Um, was there a lot of setters just dumping over on two or no, um, <laughs> I, I, I actually, no. I mean the, the only setter, like the best setter was Bree Kings. She's actually the Canadian national team setter. Um, and she got third ov overall. I think it was jo Larson was first, Bethany de, de la Cruz from Dominican Republic was second. And then, uh, Bree was, Bree was third. Um, so for her, she just, she, once she was, you know, the captain or whatever, her, her goal was just to get a monster hitter and just dish them the ball, dish them the ball. Just, and just yeah. high balls, whoever can hit high balls, exactly. I would probably take. Exactly. So yeah, it, it should, it should be interesting to watch. And I'm, I'm excited to see Carly back on the court. It's been, it's been a while, of course, former women's national or American women's national team, uh, setter. So, Hey, it's, it, it, it should be fun. No, yeah. yeah, she's been she's been working her ass off, so um, I'm excited to watch. Not to mention, like, what a volleyball upbringing for that child, Storm, right? Because, like, not only do you get to see, like, you get to see both, you get to grow up watching both mom and dad 
play professional volleyball and you get to be in that like think about how much like 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 volleyball kids are a different breed and just like those kids who grow up in the in the ball bucket and they just grow up playing like what she's gonna be able to pepper by the time she's three like she'll probably have a better jump serve than me by the time she's nine like it's like you can see it happening yeah no i i, I think 100 percent. but i know riley and carly feel like the, the same way i feel like you know carly was a phenomenal track athlete and she i think she played another sport like i'm in, I'm in riley's like office right now because he's got a better setup and there's a picture of carly like doing hurdles i know she's a phenomenal track star riley played a bunch of sports so like i think growing up in a volleyball family yes 100 she's gonna she's gonna be great at peppering earlier on but i think you know all around especially, with, especially with women's volleyball like you know it's so competitive now that parents are, you know, making their kids only do one thing and it's come down to only playing beach or indoor volleyball. But um, that being said, I feel like they're going to let her uh, do her own thing. But she uh, does have some pretty big shoes to fill when it comes to setting. So if she wants some hitting tips, I can teach her. Yeah. Well, I, I've been watching their Instagrams. They're, they're doing like the lefty check where they're handing handing her the balls and 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 stuff and and trying to get her to throw with the, with her her left hand. So well, they're they're like they're not trying to do it. They're they're just like testing oh, they're, they're it out. They're figuring always it out. Okay. They're they're not trying to train her to be left handed. They're not they're not those type of parents. Come on. <laughs> hey, being left handed isn't that great. No, I mean, hey. It, 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 it does add some things. Now, um, this kind of gets me into a segue, like talking about growing up in, in volleyball. Um, where did you start? Like, where were you, you know, like where, where did, how did you get into the game? Yeah. So uh, Riley and I got into the game. Our mom, uh, you know, played in college. Um, but I'll fast forward through that. She was the uh, varsity coach at Punahou, the high school that, that we went to. I mean, the school that went to the, legend, the legendary volleyball high school. Yeah. I, yes. Yeah. You could say there, there's a lot of other great players that came from the other schools, though. Can't count Kavika Shoji, Micah Christensen, you know, some yeah, but, big names. But, but Punahou, I know like they, they post all of their games online. You know, like, you know. Oh, they do? Yeah. I, oh, I oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're they're huge online. Like, I remember watching Punahou, like, clips when I was a teenager. Like that's, let's, let's just correct that. Punahou. Punahou. Sorry. Sorry. I apologize. No, no. It's all right. You're, you're from Toronto. It's un- understandable. Yeah. <laughs> no, but no, no. So our, our mom was was a varsity coach of the women's team at Punahou. And so uh, Riley and I were managers, but we were like little kids. And so we would just grow up in the gym peppering, um, you know, like. Mary Shoji um, and Paula Crab. Mary Shoji's mom of Eric and Kavika, um, and Paula Crab, the mother of Taylor and Trevor. Uh, my mom and their their mothers were all PE teachers at, at Punahou, and there's like one year gaps between all of us. And so, like, not only were our moms always working together, so we always saw each other, but um, you know that you know evolved obviously into the Outrigger Canoe Club, which a lot of people talk about, and. You know, that was kind of like our, our second home, you know, it was kind of daycare. You got dropped off there. Um, I mean, I would take, we would take the bus there and not knowing like anyone who's going to be there. We didn't have cell phones. It's just like show up, you hang at the baby court or the snack bar and someone shows up and you just play. What a legendary time, right? Like back, back, back when we were, we were growing up um, where you just show up and play. Like I remember used to go in just to open gyms, Saturday night, open gyms. And you would just show up, you'd pay your five bucks. 
you'd figure out where you ranked on one of the three courts and you 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 just go and play. Now you mentioned uh, you mentioned the baby court. Mm-hmm. Can you break down what the baby court is? Because it's something yeah. that's brought up a lot in conversations. It's it's kind of this legendary place in volleyball. Yeah. So first off, we we are fortunate enough to be members of the Outrigger Canoe Club, and so it's a beach club in Waikiki on the east side, southeast side of of Waikiki. And so they have three enclosed beach courts, two are regular size. And the other one is called like the baby court. I'd say it's like, I don't know, a third of the size of regular court. And the net is usually like, I mean, it can go anywhere from like max seven, four to like as low as like six feet. And so the court's smaller, it's all enclosed. I mean, it's, uh, I mean, we were spoiled. We are spoiled. I mean, there's a hose right around the corner, spray down the court. You don't have to shag balls. You'd go downstairs, rent a volleyball from Victor, who was like always the, the guy behind the, the counter that would rent us a volleyball. And we'd like try and pick like the newest looking one, but everyone used, used them all the time. And so it was a smaller court. And like, I think because of all those elements of like, you know, I think if we grew up in, in Hermosa Beach, Manhattan, it's like as a young kid, like, you're, you're not going to go down to the beach, bring a bunch of balls, go shag. It's hot. You're not going to play a bunch, but this is like the perfect environment to do that. And so, I mean, I can talk about, you know, who the crew was and the evolution of that crew. Um, but the other thing that like the baby court helped a lot about, and we talked, I talked to try about this and other people is like, you're able to like fine tune your skills at a younger, younger age. Like I hated playing volleyball when I was like nine or 10 and we played indoor and because, you know, the ball would just wow. free balls would, would land, you know, it just, you couldn't get a kill. A kill mm-hmm. was usually like a high jumbo to, you know, and some shanks it, but at least on the baby court, you could block, you could get kills. You could, you know, tool people, joust people because it was a smaller court, smaller net. And I think that had a lot to do with developing skills at a younger age. That's, that's insane. I never realized that it was physically a smaller court. You know, I always figured that it was just yeah. kind of like the third court down and they called it the baby court because like that's where the babies started to play and you had to, you had to work your way up. But it makes so much sense that it was like a, a physically smaller space. So you're, you're playing, you know, you're able to play at, at a young age. You're you're right. That's crazy because like you, you mentioned like the amount of people that have come out of the baby court who are not only just all right volleyball players, but like we're talking about the cream of the crop, Olympians everywhere like we, we, we got the, we got the crab brothers we got the mckibben brothers we got the shoji brothers so right there that's insane you got triborn who, who else who else was around at that time so who else was around at that time i mean i, I can tell you kind of the, the evolution of yeah, yeah. most of it i think i think it, when it first when we first started playing it was mainly uh, brad lawson me taylor uh riley um Try was definitely in there, but Try didn't come from a volleyball family. He oh, was yeah. just, he'd go down there. If the waves were good, he'd surf. If all, all of us were playing beach, he'd play beach. And he was great, but he got into it because everyone else played. Uh, you know, Reese Hain, um, who's, uh, who's stepbrothers with Clay Stanley, played on the national team. He was another guy who played with us. Nick, Nick Costello, who was a libero on, um, on UH for a while and a phenomenal setter as well. He was a part of that crew. Trevor never really played. Trevor wanted to go to the NBA. I, I think he wow. owes he owes Riley five hundred dollars from a bet that they made back in high school 
that Trevor said he was going to make it to the NBA. Now, I, I don't know if Trevor has to pay up on that because I guess he has time um, to make it in there. But uh, Trevor didn't really play as much on, on the baby court. And so I, I distinctly remember me and Taylor were like the youngest of the crew. And me and Taylor were partners throughout kind of our, our juniors playing in tournaments and whatnot. And like me and him, you know, just getting any win against these guys was so much fun. And I just remember, like, if I got a block on Brad Lawson, and for those who don't know, Brad Lawson was at least a two-time all I mean, one or two-time All-American Stanford outside hitter, had the highest hitting percentage in the national championship game back in 2011. Um, he's since retired, but, like, getting, like, blocking Brad was, like, the best thing ever. And I think that actually helped me a lot with blocking of, like, leveraging of, like, I'm going to stay on the line and then take up space. And that's, I think blocking was probably one of the biggest skills that helped us develop playing on that smaller court. But I mean, like Micah Christensen came in a little bit later, um, but the guy who was like always nagging us to play, but we would never let him play is, uh, is, is Micah Ma. Micah Ma was, I mean, I, I don't know how much younger he is than us, but like, he was like this little kid Every time we'd go down to like the snack bar, like, like, dude, I want to play. I want to play. We're like, no, you're not going to play. You're not going to play. He said, I'm going to beat you one day. I was like, no, you're not. Damn. He was like this mouthy little guy. And like, we knew he was going to be good. We know he's going to be as good as, as he is. But, you, but you, uh, you had to make him earn it. I mean, we, we never even played against him. Wow. I mean, no, I don't think we gave him a chance. Wow. But I mean, there's, now, there's, now there's quite an age gap there, right? Dominate. Yeah. Yeah. There's a massive age gap there, I think. I don't even know how old he is. Well, wasn't I remember like there was a few years ago where a bunch of people were back in Hawaii around Christmas time, and you guys had a King of the Court tournament, and he ended up winning it. Oh, is that right? Yeah, I, maybe, maybe, Gosh, I, maybe, I, I, maybe you weren't there. I forget when this was, but I feel like I feel like Micah Christian. I maybe it wasn't at Christmas uh, at Christmas time, but I feel like Micah Christensen was there. Right and and like yeah. like, r- like random random people were there and Maa ended up winning this ki- this king of king of the court tournament because he's he's gnarly now. Yeah, I mean i I don't really recall having a king of the court traditionally. You know, normally we would have like the the daddy Hain. He was kind of the uh, you know godfather of beach volleyball there, along with a, a bunch of other people. But we don't always have the daddy, which is a four man, like a standard four man. You got your A's, B's, C's, and setters. And so that was always like a claim to fame. There's a plaque there. Um, I think I've won it twice, but it's 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 uh, it's bullshit because Mike Lambert was on, on our team. And so it just it says my name, Mike Lambert, but he was like done. He didn't play. He, he, like he was done. But people look at it, they go, oh, yeah, you had Mike Lambert on your team. No wonder you won. I was like, gosh, man. Le- what a what a legend to play with! I know, I know, no, and like a, 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 a phenomenal guy. I'm, I'm totally like skipping out on that. Like, just to uh, no, I mean, there's been times where there's been so many of us back there. We we haven't all been back there together in a while. It's just been hard. But uh, no, it's uh, yeah. That's we, we normally do the, the four man, and Mike Ma is perfect for four man volleyball. As we've seen him play grass, yeah. Three as as him and out of system are are not only taking over the grass ranks, but they're they're doing pretty yeah. pretty well on on YouTube and media as well. What is it mm-hmm. about Hawaii and Hawaii and like the culture there that just produces 
such good volleyball. Like it, it seems like Hawaiians love volleyball just as much, if not any and more than people, you know, anywhere in the world. Yeah. You know, I think, well, I, at least with our group, we were lucky enough to grow up at the same time as a lot of, um, a lot of great coaches, you know, you have Dave Shoji. And so, you know, Eric and Kvika were in the UH gym, probably just as much as we were in the Puno gym with our mom, you know, training with collegiate, you know, female volleyball players who were phenomenal at the time. And so Dave was a club coach for Riley and his group. Then you have uh, Chris McLaughlin, who is Spencer McLaughlin's dad. Oh, Spencer was another guy who played with us, All-American at Stanford. Just, just the and, list continues, um, eh? So, so yeah, you had Chris McLaughlin. Um, you know, you had Tony Crabb, who coached the national team, whose brothers with Chris Crabb, Taylor's, and Trevor's dad. So we were we were lucky enough to be surrounded by so many of these these great coaches, not only on the club level, but also, you know, in high school, we had Peter Balding, who a lot of people don't know, but was a phenomenal coach, Rick Toon. And then another one who has passed away, um, Charlie Jenkins, who is someone who was a big influence in, I would say, throughout most of the careers of, you know, from Micah Ma'a and Tui Tualeta to all the way up till like Kavika and all those guys. Like he's been there throughout the whole entire time. I mean, he coached that one club boys volleyball team with Micah Ma'a, the two brothers from the Big Island and Tui Tuleta. And I think they won more, you know, JO's championships than any other club team. I think Chris Austin wrote a book on it. Oh yeah, I need to check I need to check that out. I haven't uh, I haven't checked that out. Is Chris Austin a part of that group? Uh no, Chris. No, he's not from not okay. not from Hawaii. Yeah, he's I, from I didn't think like so. like Nevada, Long Beach. I think he just took an interest in in the coaching style and their kind of story and wanted to tell it. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's uh, that's crazy. Like just to think of how much talent has has come come out of there. I mean, like, damn. You mentioned like Mike Lambert. Like, man, I don't know if I'd be in volleyball whatsoever if it wasn't for Mike Lambert. Like, I remember definitively turning on the AVP one afternoon and watching him bounce balls off of Phil Dauhauser's face, you know, and just like watching him and Hinstein Metzger play together. Like really, like I was like Metzger and Lambert fans in, in my, my early days. And, uh, oh, he, yeah. he, he, he was, he was something else. I remember him giving a blocking tutorial in like one of those legal little segments, like during the match. And, oh really? Oh yeah, and he like talked about how like he you wanted to like load up, get real low, and then spring over the net. And you know, I before I'd even played volleyball, I knew how to block. So my first my first year of volleyball was real good for me blocking and terrible for me for me hitting in in, in grade eight boys volleyball. But uh, but yeah, so it's it's, it's funny. It's, it, no, ahead. it's it's funny you say like like Mike Lambert doing a tutorial on blocking. Phil would probably never make a tutorial with us, but I always thought it'd be kind of funny for Phil to make a blocking tutorial. It's like when you're, when your head is this far above the net, what you want to do is reach this arm. So your armpit is over the net and just make it the most unrelatable tutorial whatever. Uh, But it's just, sorry, just. I don't know. I I almost think Phil would go for it. Like, I feel like, like if you were to, go, were to go up with Phil with any ridiculous idea, he'd be way more down than if it was like a straightforward idea. You know, I, I, I think, I think if you, if you had that, that tone of it, I mean, from, you obviously know him better than I, than I do. I've, I've interviewed him a number of times now. Um, but, uh, and he's, he's always responded better when it's joking and, and, 
you know, kind of a, a funnier interview than 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 anything straightforward. So I don't know. I I'd, I'd like oh, yeah. to see that, or you know, or you could redo your uh, hitting tutorial video with Taylor and just get, tell him to just hit it hard, something like that. Like that that would be that would be great. Like the anti the anti tutorial videos, like the most unrelatable things ever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's, so that that's that's a, a good swag, segue to, to to jump over to the uh, the YouTube game. Now you, you and Riley started when you guys first started. You started making tutorials, right? Like that that was the yeah. the, the scope the scope of the of the channel. Um, mm-hmm. How did that go? And then when did did you guys make a decision to switch to vlogging and to switch to more creative content, or did you yeah. just get to a point where it was just like, all right, we've done everything we can do to this. Let's let's move on. So I think, you know, Riley had always been like a big movie buff. And because of that, I, I was a big movie buff. Um, and then, you know, I, I ended up getting hurt and going uh, at SC and going to grad school. And one of the first classes I took, like we had to make a content, we had to make a video. And so I bought a DSLR camera and just had to figure it out and use a uh, Premiere Pro. And so when we came back, um, you know, we, we were playing. I, I hadn't touched the camera in a really long time. And, and Riley, Riley's like, Hey, let's start a YouTube channel. And so that was kind of the genesis of it. And, you know, it was about, you know, making tutorials because that's what we saw. There was a, a lack of online and, um, you know, looking back on it, it's probably the, the best decision that we've made. If we just started vlogging on that on set, people would be like, who are these bearded idiots? And so, but it wasn't Did you guys really have beards that back then too. Yeah, so at, at SC, we always had to shave. And so Riley played like a few years in Italy, A1. And so he messed around with his facial hair. And uh, when I graduated or got out of SC, went to Greece, me and Riley played together, I just let it go. Let it go. Like I I was single at the time, but realized none of the Greek girls spoke English. So I was like, there's no way I'm getting a girlfriend. So I just, I just let it go. I let it go. And uh, when we came back, I don't know why we didn't shave him because like, it did not help our dating game whatsoever. Like people thought I'd lost my mind. And so, but then we, you know, we started playing beach and the first tournament we played in was New York. And that's another story in itself. But um, we played in like an exhibition match before the finals. And uh, they were just chanting, chanting like the beard says no. And we were like, oh shoot, maybe we should like okay, keep yeah. these things. So it was not a strategic or tactical move whatsoever um as people might assume but um uh no we started with tutorials and you know we were cranking on that and you know by no means that we think that we knew everything about beach and it was a lot more fun to to make stuff with other people and so like that's how it started with taylor with gina urango you know jeremy casebeer kelly reeves and we just started you know creating that sort of stuff and then riley's like riley was really big into youtube and so he's like have you heard of vlogging? I was like, what is vlogging? He's like, watch Casey Neistat. And I watched it. I was like, holy shit. And people watch people's just lives. And he's like, yeah. I'm like, this is absurd. So that's when we started. We're like, okay, let's, you know, let's kind of film behind the scenes, AVP tournaments, you know, when we're, we're out of the tournament. Um, we also wanted to put on player parties, you know, cause that's something that the AVP wasn't doing. And so we're like, I think it would be a lot of fun. So we ended up putting on player parties. So we'd stay the entire weekend. 
And so we have footage from the player parties, but, you know, just from kind of behind the scenes and it was really, I mean, when we first started out, it was really daunting. Like people like us taking cameras out to the beach and filming stuff. Like it was, it was really hard it's, to it's, it's hard get over first. that barrier. Especially, especially with volleyball people too, who aren't used to cameras being around. Right. Like, yeah, it's, maybe it's a little bit different with the AVP and stuff like that, because, you know, you guys, you guys have coverage. But I generally find that volleyball people are, are pretty like for years doing it on the world tour, like pe- people would, sh- would shy away from it, you know, and, and, and like literally I've had people literally run away from me with with, with a camera in my hand because it's just it, it's a lot. So, yeah, it's a, it's it's a lot to start doing at first. Yeah. Then so yeah, and that that's a whole other barrier. But I think players are getting more and more comfortable. Of course. And like we've done a bunch of interviewing stuff with uh, athletes, and we're like, hey, don't worry, we're editing this. We're, we're not going to make you look bad. Don't worry, we're not going to use it against you. We're not going to blackmail you if you say something bad. But um, no, we we just started vlogging, and then you know from there we just uh, got into like this yes man mentality and got you know offers to travel to amazing places and we're like yeah let, let's do it let's shoot it and, you know the van open where uh where we met up and uh there's been a bunch of other things a bunch of other places that we've been lucky enough to go i don't want to say all of them because i feel like a yeah if you guys if you guys um, want to know just head over to, to to the mckibbins youtube channel and, and we, we've been lucky enough yourself. to go to some some amazing places and so that's what it is and i think in the last uh, few months just becoming better at storytelling you know, and, you know, we, we've mixed up our content. That's what's been nice about our, our YouTube channel is like, it's like, hey, I want to do a FIVB update or explain how to qualify for the Olympics or oh, let's dude, make those, a those qualification story. videos you guys made were, were top notch, like with the, 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 the graphics and the effects and, and everything like that was <laughs> that was yeah, it, took, it took me a really long time. I don't know why I did that myself. But no, it's fun to kind of just keep the the content fresh, different. You know, I think there's a lot of uh, I think there's a lot of opportunities in the space, and um, no, just kind of thinking of different angles and approaches to. Uh, uh, I I don't want to say make volleyball interesting, um, but I think you know trying to take a an approach to it where it's 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 for the volleyball fan, but it's not super volleyball you know and, and some of it is you know like there is that a line but i think having a mix of that is something that would appeal to someone outside of the sport is something we try and keep in the back of our minds and so yeah we're working on a few uh a few new ideas but yeah yeah I, I i definitely resonate with that i think a lot of volleyball media i mean in in the first place volleyball media is, is hard to come by Right. Like it's 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 difficult to come by. And we grew up in an age where you could get the NBA at your fingertips and the NFL and MLB and the NHL and everything. But volleyball was, was always was always difficult. Part of the reason why, you know, Punahou for me is such a legendary school, because I remember watching, you know, that stuff back when I back when I was in, in high school, back when I was just first getting into the game. And the only thing you could really watch was was the AVP. But I think what you guys do is you do such a good job at allowing the athletes to become characters and, and allowing like the the events themselves to become to become a character you guys do such a good job at, at showing that um and Thank it's you. it's it's fascinating to watch like, i remember watching some of your early vlogs um you know from from manhattan and and hermosa and stuff like that and it 
it was captivating because you got to learn more about these athletes. You got to see a different side of them, right? Like I think with like Taylor Crab, for example, watching that, watching that, uh, you know, that that hitting tutorial was one of the first times that I was able to see kind of another side of him. And in volleyball, we yeah. we 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 never get to see that, and it's been incredible to see the reaction of you know how much you guys have grown because of this like seeing you guys at the van open like you guys were celebrities when you when you came to to vancouver that one time right and like every everyone knows who you are in 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 the volleyball world now because you've been able to create something that actually caters to volleyball fans and not just like the nerds about like the the x's and o's and just about the plays and stuff like that but about the people that that play the sport and the, the people enjoy who enjoy the sport um that's why I like, yeah. you know, for, for example, on our discord, which by the way, thank you for joining the discord. Um, yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's, it's great to have you, but we were, we were discussing it when your four man series was coming out in the fall about how great it was and how it was like your coverage of it was so all encompassing where you, you could watch the game, but also feel like you were there. You know, with a little like the little side offs you did with Geeter were were incredible. I think Geeter's the absolute legend in in the sport, and the, having him there was absolute genius. You know, just just the little the little things that it wasn't just the the plays. It was it was everything. So you guys have done no, an I, in, I, incredible job at showcasing a different side of the sport. I appreciate it. I think I, I think like one of the where where they kind of came from. It just reminds me of like qualifying for our first AVP event. And walking into that uh, that uh, that players' tent, you know, and like seeing all these guys that I watched on television, and like you know, just rubbing shoulders with them, and as like the years progressed, you know, becoming friends with some of these guys. I don't know. I, I we still have like that kid inside of us, and I like I kind of just think back and you know, muse about like this is so this, this is still so cool for me you know, to be able to have friendships with these guys that, that I idolize and that I looked up to. And so like, we, you know, we, we became more and more friends with these guys. And it's like, you know, there's some really great personalities on this and it's not just Casey Patterson, you know, there's some really hilarious, funny, intriguing people. And it's like, uh, you know, we wanted to, to do something about that. That's what kind of led us to working with Wilson and taking over media day. But when it comes to like the four man stuff, like, you know, that, that sort of environment, it, it just allows for players to be themselves a little bit more and, and have fun. And, you know, we, we have a bunch of different cameras. It was, it was a lot to do, but I will say that a video that has not come out was that almost all 16 of those players lived in one house on a lake house. And we have a vlog of that and it hasn't been released. And so it's, uh, we, obviously we couldn't film everything, mm -hmm. but there's a lot of, uh, funny moments. I will tell you, okay. There's, there's one moment that it wasn't captured on film. Cause we didn't want to like invade people's privacy, but okay. For one, not, uh, Kristen Nuss and Taryn cloth woke up early on Saturday morning and cooked everyone breakfast. Okay. Damn. I was out. We were just blown away by that. And, um, That's the other, the night I know there's a lot of bacon, a lot of eggs, but I was just like, we didn't ask them to do that. It's not like we were treating them like rookies or anything. They just, they felt like I do. I was like, this is so, so, so cool. And just to see everyone kind of come together. But I think it was Friday night or whatnot. You had uh Triborn and uh, Casey Patterson are, are standing in the kitchen and Casey's talking to try. And he's like, he's like, dude, like Manhattan beach finals, like, ah, like, 
like, you know, I, I, I wanted to win that so badly with Chase, but like, I'm so happy for you because of what you've been through, but I hate losing to Trevor. And so I was like, so torn. I'm happy for you, but like, I really, I can't stand losing to Trevor. And I'm like, just kind of there listening and watching. I kind of turned to the refrigerator six feet away. Trevor's opening the refrigerator door. And uh, Trevor's like, well, I'd love, I love beating you, Casey. <laughs> and I was just like, I was like, oh gosh. I mean, if you, if you had that stuff on film and stuff, it's just, it's pure gold. And so I think, you know, I don't know, having that sort of perspective, I, I love that sort of stuff. And obviously we, we weren't, we weren't shooting at like the amazing race, having a, uh, a whole reality television crew there, but there are some great little snippets and behind the scenes stuff that uh, we will release um, in the coming weeks. I mean, I, I thought the, uh, the one snippet you guys had of a bunch of the guys going to Taco Bell was amazing. Um, that, that was fantastic. Um, it was great, but man, I have to say Trevor might be one of my favorite people in beach volleyball. I love how he just takes on the villain role. I love how he just runs his mouth, you know, like with, without any thought, like growing up for a long time, like the, the, the beach volleyball stars was like, you know, Phil and Todd. And, you know, Todd was definitely known for his, uh, you know, a few outbursts, but nothing, you know, n- nothing like that. And I, and I love, you know, the, just the just that extra bit of edge that that Trevor brings to it all. And just how, you know, he loves to have people hate him and he seems to thrive under it, too. Yeah, no, I think, you know, I, I think he is um, a necessity to the sport. I think he brings a lot of entertainment to the sport. Um and I think, and you know, I, I, and, and he can win. Yeah. And so <laughs> he's just, he takes so many gambles calling back to back Manhattan beach final wins. <laughs> oh, we have a clip of him actually saying that when they won. Um, but, but, you know, I, I think Trevor does a lot for the sport and he embodies it. And I think the best thing about Trevor is, He's com- he's competitive on the court. He's a he's he's an asshole on the court, and I mean that in the best sort of way, um, because he brings fans to watch. Um, but he's able to you know cut it off, you know when it's when it's done. Like uh, he kind of understands it, and I, I give him a lot of credit for it because it, it wasn't it wasn't really always that way. Uh, and uh, no, Trevor's Trevor's a rad dude. He's a funny guy, um, but oh yeah, he's. Uh, you know, I think slowly people are kind of, you know, I, I feel like Casey was kind of alone for a while in the, uh, in the entertainment kind of ass, you know, sector of the sport. And now you're seeing more and more people being, you know, more entertainers, which I think is, is needed. Do you think you guys help spurn that on? Because, you know, we're seeing a bunch of different people being you know, active on YouTube now. Um, there's a bunch of different people who are creating more, much more stuff on on, on other social, social medias, and yeah, like Casey was like that original guy who was the entertainer, but he was more so in like the traditional on camera, you know, dancing on the dancing on the court, you know, him with the the suave hawk, uh, things like that, and he he does do some you know YouTube and stuff like that, but you guys were really the first ones that to to do that, and other people have 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 jumped on board that. Did you guys convince Eric Shoji? To, to jump on YouTube too? Was that, was that your guys' doing? 
Uh, that 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 was not our doing whatsoever. Uh, I mean, Eric's Eric's a, a good friend of ours. We we don't keep in touch that much. But when he was first starting out, uh, he, he just asked for some questions and advice. We didn't we didn't push him to like, hey, get start a YouTube channel. And like, hey, I mean, it's not like we're like, hey, don't start a YouTube channel. Um, no, that was all him, and he has done a really good job. And I'm stoked to see that. Um, like he's not like a caricature of himself, you know, he's not someone that's not who he really is. He's, he's, that's who he is on camera. And I, I, I love to see that. And he's done extremely well on YouTube, extremely well on TikTok. And, you know, it's just that other, you know, content void of a lot of the stuff that he's making is like, like critiquing matches and all that sort of stuff. And I think that's super valuable and, super entertaining and especially in the indoor side of things because we don't see as many indoor content creators at least on youtube it's 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 tough yeah it's it's, i don't know the indoor scene i and and mentality is is very it's very team oriented right and it's i think it's harder for you know big personalities to to thrive like we've got a few with with angapeth uh and a few other guys you know zaitsev and and whatnot um but if you look at traditional volleyball players, like indoor guys, they're all very, they're all very like just quiet and focused and kind and kind of and kind of get the job done. Whereas you know, I, I feel like traditionally the beach maybe has like a few more, a few more personalities. It's gotcha. you know some for it's got some more space for some colored characters. Let's say. Yeah. No. I. I. I, I guess. I. I. I could see that there. I think it's also like, I think we've had an advantage when it comes to interviewing athletes, being athletes and being peers. And so I think honestly, I mean, we're friends with a few of the guys in the national team. Like it's really just trying to bring out the best in them, you know, and it's not possibly not starting the conversation with volleyball, you know, and really digging into what they're passionate about and get them excited about that. Because I think, you know, we, <laughs> have this uh the way that we're going about creating content as we call it you know kind of creating characters and i think it's really important in our sport to identify you know what makes each person different and and unique and let's you know let's let's really kind of lean into that for each individual athlete and so that's kind of the approach we're taking with working with wilson but in a systematic way because like you said we can't just start telling you know stories right away because some, they kind of fall, you know, you got to know the person a little bit more, you know, entertaining, give some value and then kind of get into the storytelling. Um, and so that's, uh, I lost my train of thought, but I think that was the end of my thought. No, I, I, I like it. Um, I think, as I said, like, I think you guys do such a good job at, at creating those characters for people and at, at showcasing a different side of the sport. Now, when you guys, we as we first started, obviously you guys were players, being YouTubers and, and, and content creators. Um, but now, you know, you guys are so much more than just content creators and, and YouTubers, right? Like you organize events and, and you really help, you know, push the the scale of the sport forward. Are you guys starting to see yourselves as kind of like content creators first and, and players second? Is it is it more equal? Is it like where where do you, or I guess maybe not you guys, because obviously you can't speak for Riley, but where do, where do you stand on that and like how you view yourself w- within the, the, the sport and the space? You know, I think we, we definitely are going to be, you know, playing and creating content. Um, you know, I think with, you know, with COVID and everything, 
um, not having as many tournaments or like, you know, 2020 that we had a month to get ready for that led into one injury for both Riley and I, and then it kind of just led into the next injury. I mean, the same injury lingering into this 2021 season. And so it, it presented a lot of uh, opportunities for us. And so I think right now we're just trying to, you know, plan ahead, you know, get everything organized, structured, you know, trying to scale what we do so that, you know, we don't, you know, for the, I mean, I, I, I'd be lying if I said that us having a YouTube channel in our earlier years or in our careers took away or didn't take away from us playing and being the best volleyball players that we could. It was, it was hard. It, it was like this hamster wheel of creating content every single Wednesday. And, um, it was difficult. Um, but we've been able to like, you know, get better and better at that. Now we've reached a point where we can kind of scale. And so I think, you know, we're, we're definitely going to stay in the space of, of playing, but, um, you know, there's, I, there's like so many other things that we would like to do within the volleyball space as well that I get us really excited. So, I mean, we're just kind of taking one year at a time and seeing how things play out. But um, I mean, you're, you're in the media space for volleyball and it's just like, we could do that. We could do this, we could do that. Like I, I would love to get into the indoor indoor side of things. That would be a lot of fun. But we're we're not we're not leaving beach and any of that stuff anytime soon. No, that's 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 good to hear, because it seems to me like you guys have become like especially with creating the events that you guys have created with the, with the format and stuff that you know you guys have become now more so than just content creators. You guys are leaders and like entrepreneurs in the space. Um, and it, and it's, it's, it's exciting to see because I don't feel like many people have worked with brands. You know, I don't think anyone has really worked with Wilson the way you have before. You know, the way the way you guys have worked with um, your LASIK company in, in Houston. Is it Austin? Austin, right? Yeah, Austin. Austin. So like, you know, the or the the lights that, that you guys were promoting throughout the event, right? Like. <laughs> Like that, like you guys have worked with brands in a different way than volleyball and generally does. And it's, it's exciting to see kind of someone prove that, that that's capable within the space. Um, is that, is that something you guys see yourselves obviously playing right now, f focusing, focusing on the now, but is this kind of your guys's path into the future? Like, you know, once, once you're done playing, maybe in the next five or five, maybe 10 years, um, is that like the next step is to kind of take on kind of a leadership and, and an entrepreneur role within the volleyball community? Um, yeah, no, I, I think so. I think, you know, we, we have our hands on a lot of different stuff we're, right now. We're doing some athlete branding consulting on one side. We're working with, you know, Wilson and, and Waikea. And uh, it's, you know, one of the things that we're really trying to work on is like, is, uh, I, I wouldn't say bridging the gap, but bridging the gap between, you know, brands and athletes and, you know, creating content that is more organic um, and being that, that bridge. Um, so that's where we see us working, you know, in with Wilson and with Waikia, because, you know, there are brands that want to invest in these athletes. And, but, you know, it's, it's tough to make branded content. I uh, just spent like a whole morning yesterday shooting something with uh jeremy casepear because um you know it's i can't I, I can't just i mean i probably will do this so i'm i'm like but i can't just like post a picture of me holding you know a bottle of water i'm like i want to do something different but it's taking me so long to do and 
And it's funny because in this consulting role that, that we're doing, talking with athletes actually in different sports, like, you know, working with brands is extremely hard and there's not a lot of guidance to that. Um, and there's not a lot of, uh, and I, by no means am I a social media expert, but there isn't a lot of uh, guidance when it comes to athlete branding. And I'm not an expert in it, but it's something that my brother and I are very passionate about because if I get another, uh, you know, piece of paper that says, you know, name three adjectives that best describe you, I'm going to tear it in half. You know, it's like, give me something like actionable that I can kind of work with. And so we've been, you know, trying to work in that and, and develop that. And I think that like the NIL space is very intriguing not necessarily from like a monetary standpoint of being an agent or whatnot, but I, you know, I see a lot of these deals coming through for, you know, major athletes and um, I'm really interested. Riley and I are really interested in the, you know, the, the smaller tiered athletes um, and helping them to build their brands. And when I say that, I'm not like, Hey, start a YouTube channel, or I know the secrets of Instagram. There's a lot of people that have much more followers than us, but I think really trying to, you know, help, you know, f find your voice and explore different platforms and explore different things outside of your sport or within your sport. And when it comes down to it, it's differentiation. So like I said, we're, we're like all over the place. I mean, now, now we're on, now we're on discord with you. Hey, get love, love to see it real quick. How did, how did you find the discord? How, like where, where, how did, how did you, uh, how'd you get, how'd you run into it? I've been, you know, I mean, I am not I'd like, I have a little bit of money in crypto. I by no means am I like tracking all of that. Um, but I just think, uh, you know, the, the NFC NFT space is interesting to me and don't get me wrong. Like definitely not buying a bunch of stuff. And I think the adoption rate for even beach volleyball players getting, you know, starting NFTs or creating NFTs, it's still, it's still so new. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's just, uh, you know, it's, it's the evolving marketplace, you know, web 3.0 and, you know, Discord, um, I just started kind of perusing it and checking that out and talking with Riley about it. And it's uh, it's just an, it's an interesting, um, interesting space. And there's, I think, a lot of different utility to it. Um, and I think it like just kind of I look at it as like, uh, you know, our YouTube channel, like it's not it's not going to catch on, you know, like wildfire. Like no, not everyone's going to come all at once, but I think, you know, checking out those things, looking into it, getting more uh, knowledgeable about it, I think is, is just kind of smart and I think where things are going. And so that's why we were just kind of lo looking into discord and uh, just uh, it's, it's, it's intriguing. It's uh, I mean, you, you've been on a lot longer than I have, but it's like a, uh, a more functional Reddit, but still not, it's, uh, it's like, it's yeah, it's interesting. It's it, it's, I, it's all it's all over the place. It's hard to it's hard to keep up, you know. Oh, there's there's so many aspects of it. I mean, luckily we've in in the volleyball source Discord, you know, we're, we've we've gotten pretty big. We just you know surpassed 300 people. Um, and there's some people who know how to use Discord better better than I, so they're 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 catching me up on it. But what I love is just how much of a of a community it can build. And I think in, in volleyball in general, it's hard. Like, you know, the community that you guys grew up with in Hawaii and at the baby court isn't present most places. Like for, for a lot of people, like it's hard to find volleyball people. It's hard to find people to connect with around the game. So I love it for the aspect of, of being able to, to create that community around, around something. You know, it's traditionally created for 
video games and you know I'm, I'm on a few discords pertaining to video games and like seeing how, how they run that and and stuff like that and i started looking at it and being like yo this i think this would have a, a huge um you know, I think this could work for, for volleyball source and, and just volleyball in general. It actually started a number of years ago, a bunch of us from our volleyball. And if I don't know if you if you follow our volleyball a lot, but it's it's pretty sad. It's a lot of people being like, what do you think of my form or being like, I'm 17 years old. Can I make the national team one day? Like stuff like that. Like it's a very recreational level of volleyball on there. So a few of us who are more you know inclined in the game we decided to we started a uh, a fantasy league for italian a1 for super lega and we decided to do it on on uh, discord and after a while doing it on discord you know we just started discussing about games we were watching and you know talking about champions league and Na- or nations league world league back then i can't remember it doesn't really matter um yeah. and then i was like hey guys i'm gonna start one for volleyball source and it's been it's been fun to just kind of create that community and, and watch it flourish. And now we've got literally people from around the world and uh, some hardcore volleyball fans. As you saw, there was a, I don't think, I don't know if the, the discord has ever been as excited when someone joined than when you, then we knew you, you did a couple weeks ago. <laughs> I, I joined, I joined yours and I joined a volleyball Reddit and I had to like send in a selfie. Well, I, everyone has like their uh, like, like different profile names. Mine is, I don't know when I set it up, but it's just Madison McKibben. So I was like, can't really hide. Yeah. And so I had to take like a selfie with discord in the background. But it's, <laughs> no, it, I think it's a great place to, to foster a community. 100%. You guys going to be making one? You guys going to make a, a McKibben bros uh, discord? Yeah. You know, we're, like I said, we're, we're just kind of observing. We're, we're observing and checking it out. I think, you know, like when it comes to social media platforms, you know, we all know the attention span is different. You know, I think uh, Instagram, it's hard to create a community. Um, TikTok, it's the fastest way of growing, you know, but it's still hard to create a community around that. Um, you know, we have a Facebook page and a Facebook group, which we could be more active on, but that's a you know a way of building a community and same thing with, with YouTube. And so Discord is very interesting to us because if we can, you know, aggregate that and, and make it uh, something unique and different. I think uh, it would be uh, uh, just a cool thing to explore for sure. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a, a fun and dynamic space. So it's a, it's, it's, it's fun. To, it's fun to work it out. Um, you guys did foreman in the fall. Is there yeah. more plans to expand on that? Because that was, that was phenomenal. Yeah, that almost killed us. Yeah, I, I, I could tell. I mean, we messaged a little bit about that. Uh, I'm sure the planning of the event was insane in, yeah. in the first place. I know that you guys had to, like, change venues because it was too, you know, you guys were getting too big, so you had to upgrade venues. Uh, and then the editing afterwards in that series was, hands down, some of the best we've I've seen in volleyball on, on, on any platform. Yeah, so, yeah, basically, I mean, when, when it came so. Basically, you know, our sponsor, uh, Sharp Vision Modern LASIK, um, you know, he, I, you know, rather than I have different duties, I, you know, we kind of, you know, set this all up, planned it, you know, we had clubs, you know, teams from different cities host events leading up to it. This is all like, we did this all in a month because we didn't have a lot of time because of the AVP season. And so we, we set all that up getting you know locking down the players all that sort of stuff we got a lake house for everyone uh that you know the planning the driving that whole thing was was a lot 
And then, you know, we got to film it, shoot it, edit it. Um, you know, Daniel Frito is a videographer that, that helps us out. So he was out there helping us. Actually, Josh Glazebrook from the AVP, who's a good friend of ours, he came out um, and helped us. And uh, it was just very fun to have him there because he's used to running. I mean, he is the, the guy behind the AVP. So, you know, like I had to go and build bleachers for four hours on Wednesday. No way. On one of the, one of the days. And like just talking with Josh about all this sort of stuff. And he, he helped out tremendously. Um, and then when it came to like the editing, like, like basically I just put every single camera matching every single shot in the timeline that looks that big. Riley's put it up on his on his uh, Instagram and whatnot. And then Riley goes and does the, uh, the editing and whatnot. And it's, you know, it's, it's nice because doing something live, um, you know, it's the quality is not as great. And like, you know, if it's not playoffs or anything, people just want to see something that's entertaining. And so being able to do in post-production, it's a lot more work, but at the same time we can put in ads when we, when we want to, um, you know, if there's three misserves in a row, we just, we do what the NFL does and just put the, uh, put like the advertisement here and let the three misserves go on over here. And so it just allows for a lot of, uh, I guess, brand integration when we do it like that. And so, you know, when, when it comes to future plans, like I said, that almost killed us. Um, and so we definitely want to continue to do that. And the way that we kind of look at it is not, we're not saying, a, you know, we want to release a tour or anything like that. Um, but it's more about, you know, more of a, let's just call it a UFC style sort of, you know, let's get, let's get the right players. Let's get the right location. Let's get the right sponsors and let's get and find the right date rather than trying to schedule stuff all in advance and just being be held to that. Because, you know, I have the FIVB beach schedule on my, on my calendar as well as the AVP and, I literally think there's something going on every single weekend. Yep. Yep. Starting today. Yep. Yeah. So it's, it, it's, it's tough. It's tough to find that because, you know, I think a lot of players will be playing in futures events and whatnot. So it's, you know, finding the matchups, like one, like one match we, we did geographical teams and that, that was just easiest, even though Taylor Sanders not from Hawaii and Fallon's not from the Midwest. We couldn't think of it. Team Close names. Enough. Riley just, yeah. Riley just named them Midwest. It was like, there's two girls on the team that are not from the Midwest, but we're like, well, whatever. Um, and so like one, I mean, one really cool aspect to it was having the, you know, Austin, Dallas and San Antonio teams, Austin, Dallas and Austin, Dallas and Houston team, sorry, come in, come in and play in kind of a qualifier. And the team that made it out, got to play, play in the semifinals. And like, it's like for us, like if we had more time going into this, when I say kind of UFC, like we would love to create content around these players, around these athletes, like, you know, going into it, especially the athletes that aren't as well known. Like there's like there is, I mean, I believe uh, Houston made it in. No, I don't know. It is, Dallas made it in for the men's side. And there is some phenomenal players. Like there's like legit teams. And there's these two brothers from Houston who I've seen play who are absolutely phenomenal. And I like, I want to see these guys go up against, you know, the best AVP players because Ford man, in my opinion, brings the best aspects of indoor and beach combined. And like, we purposely said that we told, we had John King, the head AVP ref come in 
And we told them, hey, indoor hand setting, no doubles, because that just like ruins the game. Yeah. I hate it. Let the boys play. It's just, it's just bad. And it, it also, it doesn't help with bringing in indoor indoor players to come and play. Um, we also said that uh, foot faulting underneath the line was fine. If you step over it, then it's a foot fault. Um, and then we changed it up, like the block counts as a touch. I mean, our whole thing was like, this is an entertainment product. And as we're seeing what sports is going towards, it's, you know, you have competition over here and entertainment over here. And sorry if you're a baseball fan, this is just my opinion, but baseball's competition. And then the WWE is entertainment. And like, as we saw during COVID, I mean, wasn't a lot of sports going on, but one of the most watched thing was, you know, Tiger Woods and Aaron Rodgers or whoever that combination was, Tom Brady golfing. Yeah. And so, you know, having these sort of matchups or like, I, like one thing we wanted to do was like ex partners versus ex partners. Okay. Yeah. And we could, we could create so much content around that leading up to it. That might be a little, a little testy, a little traumatic, like but it. it, it raises the stakes. I, I, I definitely think that, you know, because because volleyball especially is known for these massive tournaments, right? You know, the Manhattan Beach Tournament opens with these gigantic qualifiers, and you get into it, and then there's a 32 team draw, and you know these massive tournaments. So I definitely think that the next step, and I think you guys have shown perfectly, is these micro events, these one day events that it's 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 more about like the atmosphere. Like for, for us, like I've I've for a while I was I was looking at planning like just a straight up beach event, but it'd be one night. But the, the idea is that like you play like the finals at like midnight, you know, so it's like it's almost like a club event where like you like you mentioned the UFC where people come out and this is their night out. And like the volleyball is is part of that entertainment. You know, you just keep it small like you see like four teams just so you can just play it in, in one night. And it's more about the vibe and, and all around and, and you can show so much more and because there's less teams. You can focus more on on those athletes like for me that's kind of what volleyball should be going to next like if you could go into like it'd be so great if you go into a, a match and you got like, okay there's a game at nine it's this team versus this team a game at 10 this team versus this team you know and, and you go all the way up you could bet on the games like there's there's so many different avenues to go down when you go on these these little micro events and i think like the four-man space is such a perfect space to, to showcase that in too yeah no i i i, I agree with you. no I, I definitely agree so like to answer your point, we definitely want to do more of these events. We we got hit up by a few different places. We're just, you know, ABC, AV, with all this scheduling that's yeah. going on, it's just hard to get anything down and also like having players commit to something. So that's uh, that's just something we're going to have to navigate this year. But uh, I think uh, I think there's some places in the world that uh, have some nice conditions around November, December, that uh, January that might 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 be of interest so we'll yeah see. i i think that's a huge a huge market if you can bring a whole like travel thing into it too make it like a an exclusive event like think about doing it like on a cool beach somewhere like yeah that 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 would be awesome um you mentioned the avp uh, as we wrap things up the mvp uh is going to be in a different spot this year right you changed ownership it's, it's going to be in a new hands i personally think th- think that Donald Sun has done an amazing job and can't be thanked enough for the way that he grew that sport back into be to what it was. I mean, when he took it over, the AVP wasn't around, right? They had Manhattan Beach with no grandstands in 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 his in his first year and he's growing it back to to be to be what it was. Um are we expecting anything different this year? Have you had any contact and communication with them or you know, what's what's the AVP season going to look like in in 2022? Um, 
I mean, more events, you know, I think, um, you know, the, I mean, obviously, you know, the tiers, you know, the prize money for the top tier is going to be 30,000 for first, which is a bump. You know, I think it's going to be 15,000 for first for the second tier, which is uh, normal. And then, um, I think it's 8,000 for, uh, or maybe 4,000 for, for the third tier. But, um, I, you know, I, I like it. I like it because I know that, you know, there's going to be a lot of, uh, and I think this is an issue that the FIVB is dealing with as well in having these tiered systems is, you know, the top players playing down in, in the lower tiers and lower tiers. And, you know, in the AVP, we probably will see, you know, top tier teams playing in the third tier tournaments. And I mean, that, that's fine. I, I mean, you make money like that's you can't it has to be you know and i know that the avp wants to or and bally's wants to slowly increase the prize money and i think you know i, I think in my mind where i think they would eventually get to is where the top teams you know there'd be enough money enough events where they play in the top you know tier tournaments and then the middle tier is kind of that space and the bottom tier is their own space and i I like that a lot because Bally's has every intention of, of streaming as much as they possibly can. And so the reason why I like that, and it's not going to be this year, and I'm just speculating, I, I don't know, but it hopefully <coughs> is that it's going to be cool because, you know, the top tier events will, will focus on the best players. And then the middle tier, you know, it'll showcase that middle tier of athletes that'll get so much more exposure than they would have just going, you know, one, two barbecue in a regular AVP event. Same thing goes for the tier three. So you can start, you know, giving these guys more, you know, exposure, you know, building their brands, just helping them out um, and just building the younger generation. And that's, that's what's hopes to come. That's not going to happen this year. And I think, you know, I'm excited about it. I think Valleys has been a great partner as far as I'm, I've heard, um, you know, they, um, they want to do big things. And so they're, they're going to, not, I don't want to say move slowly and I'm just speculating, but they're going to move methodically to make this, uh, this, this sustainable. So is there any like potential of, of, you know, you guys partnering with the, U, the, the, the not the UFC, sorry, the AV, the AVP and, and working together. Like, I, I know you guys had kind of a loose, you had a loose relationship with, with them media wise beforehand. Is, is that going to continue? Yeah. We, we've always, we've always worked really closely with the AVP. Um, especially uh, Josh Glazebrook. I mean, he's been a phenomenal friend and just uh, he's he's like I, I remember him back in his Red Bull days when when he, when he was working for Red Bull and he was just biffing around major series tournaments. But it seems to me that he's like that glue guy that makes everything happen. Like with without him, like Beach, like AVP doesn't exist almost. Yeah, I mean, back in I forget what year it was, but I don't know, 2010 when AVP went down. I mean. Josh Glazebrook and Hans Stolfus were the guys who, you know, went around pitching the AVP to investors and they were the ones who got Donald's son involved. Oh, and damn. so, and so like there's, he is a hero behind the scenes and I'm not taking any credit away from Donald. Donald stepped in and kept our sport alive and, and thriving and, and, and surviving. And, um, and so, you know, when it comes to us work with AVP, we have a great relationship with them because, you know, I think there's too many times in, in volleyball and beach volleyball where everyone wants a slice of the pie, but really there's only one slice. And, you know, everyone kind of, 
it, more and more people are working together. And so we have a good relationship with the AVP because I'm like, we're just making content around AVP and AVP players, you know? So, um, no, we, we definitely will be working with them in the future. Um, hopefully, we'd like to work with the FIVB in the future, especially for these upcoming tournaments, Rosarito, which is like a couple hours away. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's definitely a part of the plan because, yeah, I think tide rises all ships and uh, we've seen too many – too many one-offs not really wanting to work together. And finally, we're seeing some collaboration between a lot of these different entities. That's, that's exciting. So basically, basically what you're saying to me is that it doesn't matter who's at the helm of the AVP, whether it's, you know, Donald's son or Bally's, that as long as Josh Glaze book is around, like we're, you know, that's, that's the guy who's, who's, who's running the ship almost. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, you can, you you can definitely quote me on that one. Okay. Well, maybe you need to hook me up with him. I'd love to. I'd love to interview him for for a podcast. I'm sure he's got he's got some stories to tell. Now, for, for you guys this summer, yeah, you and Riley, as you mentioned, you're jumping back on the on the AVP tour. Um, is there any other events that we're going to see you at? You know, we've got Vancouver Opens coming back here in in Canada. We've got another one in Calgary. Uh, happen happening the week before. Are we are we going to see you in north of the border at all this year, guys? Or what's yeah, what's looking- happening? I'm looking, I'm looking Calgary's during Hermosa Van open is uh, a possibility. It's right before Atlantic city. It's um, you know, because we took uh, our, you know, injury year, I gotta, we gotta figure out our points and that whole uh, shindig because I just haven't done my research on that yet. And like where we stand and when were our points frozen. So, I mean, we'd like to travel around and do a bunch of stuff. We'd love to come back to the van open. That was literally one of the, our probably one of the best turns we've ever played at. It's, it's something else, isn't it? Like it's, it is. It's, and then I've, I've heard so many people being like, we need to, this needs to be an FIVB. And I'm always like, hell no, you do not want the FIVB to touch like what this is. Like it's, it's uh it's something special. And I mean, you guys did come the perfect year. It was hands down. Like of all the years I've been, that was hands down like the best year in terms of setup, in terms of like the teams that were there, just in terms of the the overall vibe. It was it it was unreal. Yeah. No, I I, I couldn't agree more. Great people, great setup. Got the godfather of beach volleyball there. The Clive. The Clive. What an interesting guy. I I love love chatting with him. I can chat with him and I mean like as you know he has his bench he has his spot if you go down in the morning he'll just be sitting there and there's many mornings I've gone and just like chatted with him and sure he'll tell some of the stories over and over again but he always seems to have another story about how how like volleyball grew in in that area is that something you guys enjoy doing in terms of your content like we've obviously talked about the scope of the content but like that to me, like those types of stories, like the or like the stories you told when you guys were in the Maldives and those group of like the the ragamuffins who who played on that court there, that to me is like that's my favorite type of content from you guys. Is do you guys enjoy making that stuff? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> that's that's probably one of our most favorite things to do, and I think in the future we would love to do that more. It's like I look back on it, I was like, God, I wish we were like better storytellers at that point, because I mean, like. It's, it's a little mumbled jumbled, you know, kind of a little bit all over the place, but like there are just so many like unique volleyball communities and, and just unique personalities. And so like, that's like uh, something that we would really love to do 
down the road is, you know, do more of that stuff of, you know, what we do with the Clive, um, you know, we, we didn't really touch much upon Costa Rica on some of the people there, but even on snow volleyball, um, Mateo, who just like sent us a Facebook message to come out, um, you know, we, we got him on interview and kind of told that story a little bit more, but it's just, uh, it's fascinating. I think, um, you know, we would love to do that sort of stuff more often. I mean, like when I, I would just start just briefly when we were, when we were in Qatar playing in the ANOC four man games, um, we, uh, we went out, um, and, uh, Sharif, uh, he took us out. We had just beat him in the finals, like the nicest dude ever. Sharif took like me, Riley, Taylor, and Casey to the outskirts of town to get like the best shawarma. And like just hearing his story was just incredible. Like I just pulled out my iPhone and started filming. It's like unusable footage because it was dark, but it's just like, man, it, it, it's just fascinating. I, I, and I love it. And I think there's, there's so much more to it. Like even the Volley Vikings, when they made that, that video about the Academy that they grew up at, I loved it. I, I really absolutely loved it. And I think there's, there's a lot of stories to be told. And um, I think that's definitely something that we would like to do. Well, I'm, I for one, A, I'm glad that you guys started doing that and B, I'm glad that you guys are going to be doing it because like I've said a few times, like you guys have some of the best, if not the best volleyball content out wow. there. And Thank you. Well, that I, means a lot. I mean, Hey, it's, 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 it, it's worth it. You know, like you, you guys, you guys deserve it because you know, like I'm, I'm excited for what, like it's, what time was that, that video supposed to go out? Was it noon Pacific time? Yeah, I think yeah, I think probably put it up. Okay, uh, yeah, like six. seventeen minutes ago. Great, which means that like as I'm done this this interview, I can I can go watch <laughs> watch your guys' view, the videos and like for me especially like I've been on in on volleyball YouTube for a while. Obviously, this is the the second iteration of it of after the the last one went down. Um, but you know, I grew up like for, for me watching volleyball. Like, there's a few like everyone used to watch like the Lionel Marshall. 50 inch or like vertical video on, on YouTube or there was Mark Sherman's his his uh, his high school team from Las Vegas had this sick pump up video for when they won states uh, Valley Ridge or something like that and like I used to watch that nonstop I didn't find out until years later that Mark Sherman was, was on that team um, wow. so yeah so it's, it's great to see if, like for me from having watched you know volleyball youtube back in like 2007 trying to learn what this sport is about knowing nothing you know fast forward now to, to, to 2022 and watch the productions that you guys put on and it's it's uh, incredible incredible to see that difference and it's incredible no. to see kind of the impact that it's had on the on the community as well so i, I appreciate it i just sorry what it just it, it just reminded me like what meeting jiba and snow volleyball I, th I think that just kind of encapsulates what you said growing up watching YouTube videos like Jiba was the guy that we always watched and yeah. we had heard that he was going to be at this event, but we didn't think so. And like, like we were kind of looking out for him and some dude with white sunglasses approached Riley and was like, Hey, here's my card. And Riley's like, what? And he's like, Oh fuck, that was Jiba. And Riley ran over to me. He's like, dude, that was Jiba. I was like, what did you say? He's like, I didn't know it was him. I was like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. 
And so we just, just kind of ran up to him and like started talking to him. And I was like, Hey, I'd, we'd love to interview you sometime during this week. If that's possible. He's like, let's do it right now. And you might've seen the video, but oh, I've, I've seen mountain. that video. Yeah. We're so like that, that was just like, I, I actually kind of got emotional because it was just like, Jiba. oh my gosh. And uh, of course it was just like all over the place, holding a camera, like vlog style or whatever. But that was just, um, I don't know. It, it, what you were saying of watching YouTube then and, and watching YouTube now, it's just like, what? I don't know. It's so cool to to be a part of that. I think you even used the clip, like the infamous clip, you know, Dojiba oh, Brazil, yeah. where he like this big sprawls, one handed digs. Like I'm pretty sure you even used that clip in in that video. Yeah. My question. And he describes the whole play. <laughs> yeah, that's just so like it's one of the most legendary clips in all of volleyball, and he's there just breaking it down for you. Now I know this. This was like kind of like after, and you guys were doing a bit of like at prey. Were you guys? Were were you guys drinking at that point, or were you guys just that giddy to be? Because when you guys were up on the mountain, like you guys seemed to be on cloud nine, hanging out with Jiva. So I was wondering, were you guys like drinking no. together, or was that just the no, pure we, enthusiasm of being with Jiva? We had uh, we had come down later. Uh, Riley went and snowboarded. Me and my my wife now we were just cruising. We we met everyone else down there, and um, I think Jiva had a few. I I like one or two, but we weren't like. We weren't there for a few hours drinking. That's Fair definitely enough. not it. That was like maybe, maybe pure, a little bit loose, but at most. That was I like one beer. I wasn't even accept, standing actually because I just showed up and I was like, "Dude, that was Jiba." It's like get the camera out. Let's go. No, that was pure, pure and like just utter enjoyment and childhood excitement. Jiba, what a what a legend. Well, yeah. you you know you're also getting up to be at that legendary status as Jiba. Maybe not uh, on the court as much, but yeah, yeah, don't know. <laughs> I mean, hey, you can't tell me that not as many people know the McKibben name as as the as Jiba's name, and it's it's definitely getting up there. In, in I would I, I would get no people definitely know Jiba's name, ours, but I do appreciate it. Hey man, you guys just surpassed hundred thousand followers on or subscribers on YouTube, so congratulations. Are you guys going to get? Thanks, the, are you guys going to get the play button? Yeah, I I don't know I, I don't know who we talked to. Yeah, I think, I, uh, I think you have to would, order it. Oh, really? I, from from uh, what I've heard, I don't know. Yeah, I've I have no idea. I mean, don't get me wrong. We were we were stoked on accomplishing that, but that was like never like our like. Mm -hmm. Oh, let's get thing. there. I mean, we we haven't made a video in like three months. We like basically like it was a marathon getting to the hundred thousand <laughs> subscribers. Well, hey. Now they can check out your your next video that should be should be, should be live now. Yeah, yeah, it's up right now. All right, what's it about? It is about uh, reframing Riley breaking his hand uh, back in 2017, and um, you know just kind of going through that whole situation, and you know that's kind of where you know he was like, "Yo, let's let's get this YouTube channel rolling," and so you know I think there's a lot of a lot of people who can relate to, you know, having that injury and just kind of, um, you know, w whether it be finding a new outlet or, you know, just rehabbing and reframing the situation to make something positive out of it. And for us, it was, you know, for, for him and us, it was just finding a creative outlet and, you know, kind of pursuing that, you know, it's like the same thing Triborn did. Um, you know, there's, there's been a lot of athletes who have done well with that. And I think, it's just, uh, you know, life doesn't have to come to an end after an injury. Hey, yeah, it can, it can, it can continue on, and you guys can. 
become one of the biggest uh, the biggest things on on volleyball YouTube. So hey, maybe it's a good thing that Riley broke his hand. Yeah, because I ended up winning, so it was great. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You ever you ever like brought that up and been like, hey man, like the only time I won, I wasn't with you, like. No, no. Kai, he's my brother, man. He was my brother. Yeah, but brother, no, brotherly no love, one will, you know? no, no one, no one, no one will remember who wasn't there. They'll only remember who won. But that was a uh, there. There's a lot of teams missing from that tournament. Hey, so fair enough. But it doesn't matter. It, no, it, no one will remember. If it, if Riley was there, we definitely would have had a shot. All right. Well, that's that's good to know, dude. I can't thank you enough for uh, joining me today. Always, Dude, thanks for having me on, man. Always a great time to chat. Some very insightful conversations. I'm glad. Uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm really super glad you uh, accepted, and uh, I'm super glad you guys are back on YouTube. And can't wait to watch you guys kill it uh, on the AVP tour this summer. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I really do. Anyone uh, you want to give a shout out to, or anyone, any final parting words here as as we go? Uh, <laughs> I don't have any parting words. Right. Thanks for having me on, man. I uh, I appreciate it. Thanks. This is always good to catch up with you, man. Yeah, anytime. And, uh, we'll have to we'll have to do it yeah, again. It was a pleasure. Maybe maybe in the, in the fall after uh, you know after you guys are yeah, after yeah. you guys have a successful AVP season. We're gonna see you on the podium this year. Yeah, great, love it. All right, thank you very much, some, dude. Some, some some sort of podium. Fantastic. Hey, it even even has to be your own <laughs> event. Maybe some grass. Who who knows? You 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 guys will get there. I'm sure. All right. Madison, yep. can't thank you enough, dude. Guys, thank you very much. We'll catch you next time. Peace.